Greetings, humans. It is now feeding time. Yay! Commencing entertainment. You may now listen to audio vibrations. Life as a slave on an alien ship. It's the only life to live. Nothing has greater purpose than to serve our master. Composition end. Now listen to Squackle cast via intracommunication apparatus. Hello, oh shit. <laughs> okay. Hello, it's the Squackle cast episode 26. Oh yeah. Guess what we're talking about today? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Movies. Is anyone going to watch the Entourage movie? Are you going to watch it? Did you even watch the show? I did, actually. Uh, in high school, me and my friends would actually, uh, like, on I guess it was on Sundays, we would all go to someone's house and just watch Entourage. And it was just, like, the thing that we did like, for a little while, and then we did stopped. Did you like it? I enjoyed it. It was funny. I just didn't kind of, I, I guess mean, I didn't really get, like, why people would really want to watch it. I thought it was funny. That was it's, mostly what I watched. It's a pretty funny show, but it's mostly just Jeremy Piven, isn't it? Yeah, it was mostly him. That was that was the good part. The rest of it, I didn't really care too much. I liked uh, what's what's the guy's name? Uh, Which guy? Damon or something like that? No, not Damon. You mean um Matt Dillon's brother? Yeah, Matt Dillon, Matt Dillon's brother, that guy. Johnny like, Drama, right? What yeah, I like yeah. I like him. I mean, I I liked the show a little bit because it was pretty fun. But other than that, I, it feels like they're forcing me to like Entourage the movie. <laughs> like it's like there's this overwhelming hype that it's supposed to be bigger than what mm. it actually is. I guess I sort of don't get why they're doing it now. I guess it's fine that they're. How doing long has it been? It's been like what five years? Uh, something like that. <laughs> well, I was watching it in high school. I have and I didn't watch it until the end. I watched only like maybe a couple seasons. So, I mean, it was going at least two or three years after I stopped watching it, and then. So I think it ended somewhere around 2004, 5, 6. I think it was still going on in like... 7, 8. One of those, one of those years. Hold on, I'm going to look this up. <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Really bad. 2011. Okay, That's so it, it went considerably longer than I, than I had thought. Because I graduated high school in 04. Okay. So... We're watching it in So 03, you graduated 04. high school in 04. It says here the show premiered on July 18, 2004. So your story doesn't add up, man. <laughs> Wait, 2004. Oh, yeah, 2004 is when I – I don't know, man. I must have just been, just been watching it you, during... In high school, you went to a dude's house to watch Entourage. <laughs> I did then. It, it, must been during, it must have been during summer. Yeah, it must have been during summer only then, that summer. All right, then. I, That's the story you're sticking with. I, 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 I thought I... I guess That's I remembered... Story, I, I think I remembered it being a lot longer than that, but I guess it must have only been like three or four weeks. Okay. But I guess... Yeah, I don't know. I can't tell you. How many, how many uh, guys would... Congregate to watch Entourage. It's just it's just our immediate group of friends. Okay. No so ladies. We just all dudes. No, just four or five guys. That's quite a cockpit. That's. <laughs> but uh, all right, so what are we talking today? We're talking about The Rock. 
Yeah, so he's got a movie called San Andreas that I watched. Yeah. Is it getting good? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was a lot more passionate about it right when I after I watched it, but I've I've kind of just kind of forgot a lot about it. Yeah. Um. I don't know if we just want to talk about why it. Why right did now. you watch it? It looked terrible. Why? But okay, why did well, you watch okay, it? It was getting terrible reviews too. <laughs> you... so I wasn't intentionally going to want to watch it. What happened did was someone uh, just dragged you to go see Well it no, or... someone invited me to go to a drive in and I've never been to a drive in before, so I thought, okay, I'll see how it is. It's with a movie I don't care about. How many drive ins are there? I couldn't tell you. People uh, are just... keep telling me they go into drive ins and I don't know where these drive ins are. There's one it's called the Vineland Drive In. It's in City, Vineland Drive-In. Okay. It's in the city of industry. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much like the worst experience you can ever have at watching a movie. Like, you're not really going there to watch a movie because most likely you're going to be missing, like, the first 20 minutes because there's a ton of traffic to get in. And it it's interesting, I guess, in a certain way because it's like, you know how movie theaters people keep walking, like, during the movie? Instead of people walking, you see cars driving during the middle of the movie. <laughs> so it's like there's a car in the middle of your viewing experience. Wait, so they don't start the movie once all the lots are filled? No. They just they start it on time. And then even though you're still paying to watch the movie or to go and watch the movie, it's it's a double feature usually, I guess. That's a shit experience. Why would anyone go <laughs> It's... Uh, see what it is is it, it's basically you're going not really to watch the movie you're going you're there just to, going to, to make out with a date essentially I guess maybe I don't know it's it's more of a private experience or more of a group experience depending on what you're going for so I mean you can go there and hang out with friends and kind of talk during a movie because no, no one else is really gonna care because they're inside their car and they're listening to their their own radio to watch the movie so you can be as loud as you want, as long as you're not interrupting other people in your group, I guess. So, I mean, so, yeah, it's not a great experience to watch a movie, but it's like, let's go Especially there to have San fun. Andreas, which is a very effects-heavy. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that movie is so bad, I was just making jokes about it the whole time. It's like one of those movies where you where you just make fun of it while you're okay. watching it. So, um, I wasn't taking that movie seriously at all. Like, those kinds of movies are the only movies that I would ever think about watching at a drive-in. I did watch Mad Max again after that because it was a double feature. So, so that was drive-in, too. Yeah, and that was, that was the same screen. So we uh, watched that one as well. How much was it? It was $9 each person. Okay. Or they don't do it by car? They just no. Per- it's, per, per, it's per person. That's a rip-off, too, man. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's kind seat? of... I would say I wouldn't go to watch a movie. I would go if you're going with a bunch of people and you want to hang out and also uh, watch a movie. Did they have people bringing out snacks to the car? Or you, um, have to go get? you can you can bring stuff. Okay. And then you can also there's also they have also a concession stand that you can go to, but I didn't go there. All right. So it depends on what so you're looking for. Before we get more into before we get more into San Andreas and The mm-hmm. Rock later, first we're talking about video games. Uh yes. It's a big week for video games, yeah. Uh, not I don't know about a big week, but there are things that are that were announced that I'm personally interested in quite a bit. So um, I don't know if you're apprised of any of these games at all, but Fallout Four was announced, and a lot of people aren't 
excited about that, that never game. played fallout before <laughs> so fallout is basically post-apocalyptic uh america and it's really quite comical like uh if you ever played well have you ever heard of them uh basically um there's nuclear war during the 50s and during the 50s there's a company called vault tech and what vault tech does is they were paid by people to put them in vaults underground mm-hmm. and so there's like uh, like hundreds of these like vaults underneath the ground uh, across the United States, and um, basically everything is scorched and from nuclear winter, and so people are slowly coming out because either the vaults are going bad and they're malfunctioning or like all sorts of different um, like things are happening to these vaults and people are getting out of them now, and it's like was oh, it set in present day? It's or does the story start in the fifties? Uh, well, I mean everyone goes in there in the fifties, so basically all the culture is still like stuck in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's kind of like that that sort of stuff. But then, wait, but come... why would the culture still be stuck in time? Just just the people who are in the vault because they're still living, right? But it's it's that's just Wouldn't that's the just the flavor. That's just the flavor. Of it. It's more okay. more of a fifties uh, society sort of thing. Like there's a lot of like societal and sociological things that are involved with the game as well. So I wouldn't really want to explain it too much because. It kind of gets boring, I guess. But uh, so unless you're really involved with the war <laughs> and uh, sociology and sort of like exp- there's a lot of experiments and stuff like that that, that happened with the Voltex stuff, and a lot of it is funny or like weird or sadistic kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got that weird flavor of like experiments and uh, sociological experiments and like you know, people are trapped underneath the ground. So like, hey, while they're trapped underground, why don't we experiment on them? And the technology is old and. Um, Basically, the people who are still up above ground who never got into the vaults, they be, basically become like uh, zombie-like uh, things. But they're not actually zombies until their mind goes bad. Well, so, they're mutants or some yeah, sort, they're, right? Yeah, they're mutants of some sort, yeah. So, But they're actually like people who might give you quests or whatever still. So they're still like mm-hmm. actual people, and they're involved in this new society where everyone's coming out of the ground and stuff. And so these vaults are, aren't all opening at the same time. So one opens like this year because of malfunctions. The one opens 10 years from now, et cetera, like that. So once these particular vaults, they open, then there's a story that kind of follows you coming out of that vault. And so Fallout 3 was from like a few years ago, like 07 or 08 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that one followed one particular vault. And that was the first one that Bethesda made after they bought the IP. Mm-hmm. So this is long like history with it uh the first two games were straight strategy games mm-hmm. uh and then but then fallout 3 is like this mesh of first person shooter and their sto- their style of like uh elder scrolls sort of like exploration exploration of um like just territory or whatever mm-hmm. so it, it gets really interesting and it's really cool and it's a lot of fun and it's funny and it, there's interesting stories, so it's basically it's they're great games. I, I like them a lot. So all right. So what about Fallout Four? Is uh, so Fallout Four comes out after Fallout New Vegas. Um, so there's like three of these new Fallout games right now. So Fallout Four is they only show like a video, so there's not really any gameplay mechanics that they explore or anything like that. But um, I think it has something to do more with a dog. <laughs> But I, I don't know. You, you're able to have a dog in, in three, also, so it's not that's not really a new thing. But it seems like they might have. Because I saw more the trailer and I it. saw the dog and I saw the mon- the uh, mutant. Yeah. 
And then what was up the suit? Because it seemed like the suit was... Uh... Um, so the suits are basically... There's like military factions. Um, and so then they build up like these suits to protect them against the radiation and stuff like that. And so whenever you see those guys, they're kind of militaristic or whatever. So... I'm. I'm not. So the too... suit isn't specific to one character. It's just. No, it's it's like basically you go and kill you kill those guys and you can take their their stuff. Okay. And so you can wear those suits. So basically, those guys are really tough to kill because they're obviously in like power armor. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. So once you kill those guys with the power armor, then you can use the power armor. So, so that's kind of what the benefit is to having that or seeing that because you can use that, or if you find it, stuff like that. So there's a lot. Of, Exploration is like a big part of the game. Mm-hmm. So if it's you, got multiplayer too. Uh no. 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 It's no I, uh, that's not a part of it. Yeah, it's single player mostly. Okay. Um, I mean, you can play with someone in the same room as you, and you can hand off controllers, I guess. But <laughs> it's not really this. It's, it's a single <laughs> player experience. So. All right. So what else you got? Um, there's a game called XCOM Two. And that just got released, or not released, uh, announced. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing. We only saw a video, so we don't really know any new mechanics or anything yet. But um, so there's a game called XCOM Enemy Unknown, and Enemy Within is the expansion. And so those are strategy games, uh, turn-based strategy. And so those are like basically um, really rare nowadays because um, a lot of things are real-time or... Um, not turn-based. Uh, turn-based has been, kind of gone out of style, so XCOM is basically the, the premier turn-based games nowadays from a AAA publisher. And so XCOM Enemy Unknown is a really cool game because it's uh, basically you're fighting against an alien invasion um, with a shadow um, military that's paramilitary that's established by all the countries on Earth. And so there's like a balancing act that you have to play with uh, choosing which missions you want to take and keeping countries in the in the coalition. And, um, of course, there's like the strategy and stuff like that. And there's just fighting against the aliens. And so that's the first game. Um, and so this new one is seems like to be based more around the aliens have already taken over. Like everything you did in the first game was for nothing. And so now you're mm-hmm. kind of like guerrilla fighters. And you're trying to liberate humanity from the aliens that took over. Mm-hmm. And the aliens are more um, open about being involved with society. So before they were trying to integrate and take over. But now they that they're taking over, mm-hmm. they, they're just out in the open. So um, they talked about a couple of different things that are like new um, that haven't really been... Part of the part of it, but not really anything that we've seen or how it's gonna work. So, I'm not getting my hopes up just yet, but it does sound like it should be good, because um, it's the same people that make the civilization civilization games. Mm-hmm. So they have they have good designers. So, and the first game was great. So, all right. So what's the the next one that you got that you're uh, excited for? <laughs> well, uh, current. <laughs> well, currently... how many games are you excited for that came out? Or uh, they just uh, announced like a couple, and then and the one that was actually released was uh, Heroes of the Storm, which okay. is uh, Blizzard's newest game, um, and it's like a free-to-play team brawler game. I don't know if you've heard of League of Legends or Dota. 
Yeah, they have uh, competitions. Yeah, so it's basically the same genre, but uh, it's it's a little bit different. It's got more of the Blizzard heroes and stuff like that, and I really like the Blizzard Blizzard games and their lore. So it, that just makes it more um, interesting for me because I get to finally play as a lot of those characters, and they don't usually let you play is them. Is this exclusively for just PC, right? Or? Yeah, it's just PC. And so I don't think that... I mean, I guess it could be on consoles, but I don't I, think I remember gonna... they ran some ads for it, and there was, it was supposed to be available for mobile platforms, too, for, for your phone and... Uh, not Heroes of the Storm. Or is that I think, you something think specific, you're, something else? You're probably thinking of Hearthstone. Which probably, is a, yeah. With the, which is a card game. Yeah. And Hearthstone's pretty good. But it's it can be kind of... Uh, frustrating to me because mm-hmm. I keep losing a lot. But did you get Heroes of the Storm yet, or? Yeah, I've been playing it for a little while. So it's it's been an open beta for like two or three months. Yeah. And I, I was in the closed uh, beta as well, and they gave me access to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, I've been playing it for a little while. I just more recently, it's clicked for me, so I really enjoy it. Um, and so a lot of the, a lot of team based stuff is cool, and I I feel like I have a a good grasp of the team objectives and how things, how the general flow of the game works. So I've been able to successfully like play a lot. So it's, it's interesting because usually I'm not very good at games. Mm-hmm. So um, when I find a game that I'm relatively good at, I like to play it a lot. So this one, it seems like I'm good at playing by yourself. You don't have like a team or anything. Or... No, you're on a team. So it's, it's uh, most of it is co-op. Or, Wait, who's your team, or team versus team. Or is it, it just, just it just random? It could be random people, or you can make your team. Or so you just play with a random team, or are you playing with your own assembled team? You can do both. I'm asking you, what do you do? Oh, what do I do? I do both. Okay. So basically, if uh, I can't find anyone to team with, I'll just queue up and get put into some random group. Mm-hmm. Usually, when I'm grouping with other people, we'll we'll be better off because we're more coordinated. But. Um, it's it's really a crapshoot because you don't know who you're gonna team up against because you could team up against a team of five, and they all they're all on voice chat, so and they're all telling each other what to do like really quickly. So it could be disadvantages disadvantages against them. <laughs> Are these games like the best way to meet people? Online, sure. <laughs> I don't but know not about... realistically, like to find a date or anything, or no. Is it all just dudes? <laughs> Is that it? Uh yeah, I mean pretty much unless I mean unless they What's say the they're a girl, you girls assume they're guys though, isn't it? Is it pretty even to girls to guys or? Mm, I don't know about I don't know about the actual ratio, but pretty much uh, I think everyone acts like a guy unless unless uh, otherwise said or known. Because <laughs> it's not really an advantage for girls to let them be, let let be known that they are girls, because then people will just mm. start being creepy. As they would, yeah, in yeah. real life. But, uh, yeah, so which of those uh, three games would you like to see a movie of? Would you like to see a movie of? Well, I mean, I guess... Because uh, one day it's just going to get there, right? They're going to make a movie. I guess. A Fallout movie wouldn't wouldn't be too bad, but... Because um, Fallout's pretty much a cinematic experience. It's like an interactive... Yeah. Well, I mean, Fallout's got a different, uh, definitely a cool flavor. I think XCOM is really not uh, unique as far as uh, like story goes or anything. It's really generic story. Yeah. So it's it's really literally just alien invasion here. Here's here because the fun of it is from the strategy and and playing against um, the computer and stuff and trying to like 
out-strategize like you could the game. basically make a movie out of XCOM. TV. You could, but it'd be like something like Battle of Los like Angeles a Michael Bay or movie. something. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't. It would just be it in name only. It wouldn't be uh, an interesting story. I mean, I, I, there's no interesting story in the games. The first game sucked for, for the story, but I still played it. So I mean, it didn't really matter to me. It's like. Uh, but isn't it better if there was if the if you're adapting the game to a movie that the, the game has less less of a story, so you can just do more. Uh, I get, no, I don't think so. So would be better if, if you're adapting the game. To a movie and it, and the game has literally no story, then you're creating story which wasn't in the game. And I think most of the time when people don't like movie game game movies, it's because it doesn't follow the game. And so when you don't have a story in the game, it's kind of like okay, why are they making well, that? Because there's no story. What do you mean specifically by it doesn't follow the game? Because okay, if the like, game doesn't have a story and you're making up a story yeah. or it within that world of the game. Then when it still followed the because game because then it's only the IP at that point. It doesn't. There's like no point to making a, a movie based off something that has no story. It, they're only using the name, and that's it. Like, but okay, in the game, so I'll give you an example. Right? So, Re- so Resident Evil, the movies, mm-hmm. they have literally zero to do with, <laughs> with the games, right? I wouldn't say it's, it doesn't have any zero to do with the game. It has, has nothing like, to, has nothing to do with the game. There's not even really any zombies in the game in the, in the movie. But the first one had zombies. The first one was uh, probably seventy percent of the game. It just had different characters you were following. Okay, but I mean, the point of Resident Evil was basically you're in a mansion and you're walking around. You have you played the first game? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's like you're in a mansion and you're walking around and solving puzzles. <laughs> right, <laughs> and so the Resident Evil the movie is uh, whatever her face is going around shooting zombies in the face the whole time in a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> the basic premise of the game is that you're in a mansion, <laughs> killing zombies, trying to survive and solving puzzles. Right. Yeah, but there's no sol- there's no puzzle solving. <laughs> so you wanted the movie. Okay. Okay. So solving. here's here's a different example. Okay, Super Mario Brothers. Right. Mm-hmm. So. The, the movie was based on the original game, right? And so there was no actual, like, story in the first game. Agreed? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say more. <laughs> no, that was, that was an open-ended question. So you agree that there's no story in the first game, essentially. So let's just... break down the first Mario game, because isn't okay. the first Mario game you're saving the princess, right? Yes. So the premise of the game is that you got to save the princess. Yes. And you go to different different worlds each time no, or you, different yeah you go to different worlds you go to different castles and you beat bowser over and over and over yeah so that's, so that's the, first the basic game. premise of so super mario brothers the movie you've you've, you've seen the movie right yes i've seen it multiple times okay. <laughs> <laughs> i think i've seen it twice in like 15 years <laughs> but go ahead so you don't even know what the fuck's going on in that movie most of it takes place in new york uh, Dennis Hopper's in it as Bowser, and <laughs> and he's a dude, and not a not a big reptile, right? But he was at the end, wasn't he? I don't know. I <laughs> you seen it like <laughs> five times. I don't remember. I don't remember these things. <laughs> the only thing I remember from the Super Mario movie is that uh, what they started in Brooklyn. Okay. And then I guess the girl in the movie was supposed to be the princess. 
Mm-hmm. Or something like that. <clears throat> she escapes the real world, and now she's back in... Um, yeah. But my my point is basically New York is no, nowhere in Super Mario Brothers, right? And people yeah, don't like that movie. People just don't like the movie because do the game do the games or the first game explain where Mario comes from? No. So is and, it a, like a do big any of the games? Yeah, I think uh, Mario Lost in Time does, but that's like <laughs> that's like a crappy educational game. <laughs> Should they, they should make that into a movie. Then. They like should. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever actually played it? <laughs> Mario Lost in no, Time is yeah. pretty no, awful. <laughs> it's. I couldn't even figure out how to play it when I was trying to play it because it's how like. How many good video game movies were there? Were there good any ones? good video game annotations? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's been a couple that I liked. I don't know if other people like it, but. Um, I, I mean, what that. comes to mind? That I mean, my my main my brain is kind of mush right now, so I can't really think. The only ones I can remember is probably Tomb Raider, which is okay. I yeah, it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't really based on. I don't think it was really based on much going on in the games. Just more, it's just more of a character. They're taking the character and then putting in, in different things. Now, see, I think that's the issue because you can't really necessarily necessarily make a movie just a straight adaptation from a video game because what's the point of and and i kind of agree however there are several games that are that actually have like a story and actually have like a thing to it but they just don't complete they just don't even do it because i mean if you're you're doing a movie on super mario super mario brothers the first game i wouldn't fucking do he travels across 18 different worlds and beats the same boss over and over in a castle it's not, it's not what's going to fucking happen in a movie. <clears throat> well, if there were to make a Mario movie, then how would you do with it? Because it's, it's such a... It's a simple premise, but there's so much... What? Um, abstract elements to it well, that you fat, can't really get Some fat down. plumber eats a mushroom, and then he starts hallucinating. Would it be better as an animated <laughs> movie? Where you can yeah, sort of probably. buy into that? So you can't do a live-action Mario. You can. I would like to see him a live-action Mario. I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> because there was a rumor that uh, for the longest time they were going to do a straight adaptation of the first Uncharted game. They were yeah, going to so take that still story. Do, they're still you know. doing it. Yeah. So. I don't know if it's still the same story as the first game, though. I don't, have you heard anything differently? or? Uh, I, I heard that they have a director and uh, maybe an actor, but I don't think that they've gotten too far on it. I think they're still writing the script. But I mean, uh, the first... at one point it was Marky Mark and Robert De Niro. Well, the Uncharted games are very cinematic, and they have like an actual script to them, so I'm sure that they can adapt those. But a would lot you want to see this, the same story from the game? Sure. Can you just like just play the game over? Why would I want to play the game over? The game takes eight hours to play. The game just takes eight hours scenes. to play. The cutscenes are like two but hours. But there's still on things that happen you between. Just watch that instead of make a movie. <laughs> why, why? But it's why can't you just take the character? It's like okay, so why don't you just read a book if you don't want to read if you don't want to watch Lord of the Rings? It's it's the same thing. It takes more time than it takes to watch a movie than it takes to go through and watch all the cutscenes. And I'd rather watch a live action uh, production. Than, than watching three hours of cutscenes in a video game that don't have the things that happen in between. 
because the element of video games is that those plot elements are tied into the interactive uh, entertainment value. Sure. So it's not the same if you just make a straight movie out of it. It can be. <laughs> no, it's, okay, it's so, never going to be so the same. Here's, it's here's... like if you do Resident Evil and all the puzzle-solving stuff, it's not going to be the same when you adapt it into a movie because there's no excitement, and you can't just make remake that excitement of them solving puzzles. And well, okay, that's, so that's you an can experience have the, you that can you have. The stars the team, you can have Albert Wesker and all that stuff. Yeah, so you're just taking characters and themes and you're putting it into but a similar. But premise. they're in a mansion. But you can just and... take it into a new direction and make it better and not rely. Yeah, but not every single game is like that. Though. Like, there's lots of different experiences to have from from games. Like a game like Fallout Four, you know, the story in that game isn't really going to matter too much. So you can kind of take it, excise it out from what the gameplay is, because the main gameplay is open world stuff and doesn't actually really depend too much on the story. What it is the quests depend on the story, but the actual gameplay itself doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah, it's like yeah, but then you're still taking away the interactive elements of the game to make that story. Right. Yeah. And that's my point. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You have to take out those elements <laughs> okay. out of the game and just change okay. it to make a movie. You can't okay. it's like when you adapt Lord of the Rings, you don't just do a straight adaptation in a Lord of the Rings. It's not like everything from the book winded up in the movie. Right? Everything that uh, that I would bother caring about wound up in the movie. Yeah. But not everything in those books wound up in the movie. You still have to create an adaptation from those books to make a visual movie. Okay, but there's like a disconnect. How do you get from Super Mario like Brothers? You can the do game a comic book. Movie. You, don't take, movie. You, you can't take everything from those comics and make it into a movie because it doesn't just translate well to, a, to the screen. Right? Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So it's the same thing with a video game. You can't take all the elements of a video game and expect it to work. But you can. I'm not expecting them to take every single element of a video game and putting it into a movie. I'm expecting them to. Uh, I'm saying the reason why people don't like it is because they're not following the game story. So when there's game story, uh, you don't need to worry too much about the game story. You just need to take the characters and the themes and then just so rely. The, on and that. that's that's what Tomb Raider is. And Tomb Raider did fine in that aspect because. Yeah. Because it's more an adventure-based thing. However, when but you're talking you about something like... But then you were saying that it wasn't as good. It was okay, but not as good because it didn't follow any of the games. The which one? The Resident games. Evil, right? The first... No, I'm talking about Tomb Raider. Talking about Tomb... No, I didn't say that about Tomb Raider. I thought that was fine. I'm saying... I was saying about, about Resident Evil. Because Resident Evil had nothing to do with the fucking games at all. Not, there wasn't even a character that, that the main person was playing that was in the games... Yeah. It literally had nothing to do with still the, the, basic the, premise the, of the games game. at all. It still followed the basic premise of the uh, game. I don't, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> I just told you the basic premise of the game, though. <laughs> the basic premise of Resident Evil is that you're trying to survive in a mansion with zombies. Was that not the basic premise of the Resident Evil film, that you're in a mansion with zombies and trying to survive, and you uncover this conspiracy plot? Of the Umbrella Company? Maybe. 
You just don't like the movie because it's a shit movie. <laughs> it doesn't have Joe Valentine well. or Chris Redfield. But then you have Chris Valentine and Chris Redfield in the uh, other films. And they didn't come out that well either because, you know, in the game, like what type of characters were they in the, in the game? They're just like a paramilitary sort of group. Yeah, like, but what type of characters were they? Like what type of stories did those characters have? Not much. So you have to invent something to fill out an actual movie. Who was even the main character's name? I don't even know. There wasn't even a main character. You had, you had two main characters. And you can no, play in the movie. as either one. I know. It was Chris and you Joel. Their, actually, you could even play as Rebecca, couldn't you? Uh, that was in like Final Fantasy. Oh, no. no that was in uh, Resident Evil Zero or something like that. No, I remember you can play as Re Rebecca. That was in one of the re-releases or something. I don't remember that being in uh, the original. It might have been in the director's cut. But yeah, I, I remember you could play as Rebecca. But Resident Evil Zero was... I mean, full Rebecca. disclosure here, I didn't actually play too much of the games, the, the Resident Evil games. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> but, I did, a but I did But I did watch... I, I, I specifically bought the director's cut only for the, the beginning of the movie because it was back when we didn't have YouTube or anything. Yeah. So... I mean, I bought that specifically just for the the shitty short film in the beginning, and so I want I wanted a movie with that. I wanted that movie. That was what was. You wanted the uh, the intro, didn't you? Yes, I wanted with, like, the, the intro. bad acting, and then the uh, bad. <laughs> I wanted that, that movie. Were, were they um dubbing their voices or? I guess so, I, and I couldn't tell if they were Japanese or not. I don't think they were Japanese, but I think. There's some serious. Um, oh my god! If you words. if you look at the cast list for Resident Evil One, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gray, Mr. Red, Ms. Black, Doctor Green, Doctor Blue, Doctor Brown, Mr. White, Ms. Gold. Oh, this was the actual <laughs> cast, or this is the this, these are the character names. <laughs> <laughs> How does it compare to the Uva Bowl movies? You remember Uwe Boll, right? Yeah, I'm sure everything he's made is crap. Yeah. But how does it compare to... Uh, what did they make? House of the Dead? Alone in Dark? I don't, I don't think I've even watched any of his movies. I remember seeing uh, House of the Dead. And for whatever reason, he inserted shots from the video game. Because you played House <laughs> of the Dead, right? Everybody's probably played I played, played it once, yeah. Yeah. Once or twice. And you know when the when the zombies come at you and you shoot the screen? Yeah. That's what he used to insert in the movie. <laughs> like like the actual video game or just uh just that actual aspect. footage from the video game. <laughs> just like That's what you call lazy filmmaking. <laughs> a few frames of it. Like, every once in a while. Speaking of House of the Dead, bottom one hundred, number twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should watch it. Because <laughs> a lot of the bottom 100 I, I do watch. And then Alone in Dark was Christian Slater and Tara Reid. And Tara Reid played um, some sort of scientist. And she was a terrible scientist, man. It was like... <laughs> it was worse than Christmas Jones, the uh, Denise Richards character from um, the Bond movie. Mm -hmm. What was it? World? I'm a the nuclear scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Oh man. But he made a lot of 
video game movies. He did. And that's yeah. because they're dirt cheap to, to license. Blood Rain too, I think. I never like those, these are games I've never even played, and they're like these shitty generic third-person action though. games from the PlayStation era. I heard a great Uva Bo story, and I think it's from um, that documentary Tales from the Script or something like that. And I think the screenwriter from for Blood Rain or one of Uva Bo's movies, um, she was hired to write the script, and she was a little late delivering the first draft, so she just did a vomit draft. Where she just wrote a bunch of stuff and then submitted it, and she thought it was crap because you know she just wrote it in like two days, you know? mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> she didn't hear anything from him for a while, for like probably a month or something like that. And she finally got a call and was like, "Oh, like I love the script, blah blah blah. We're gonna go into production right now." <laughs> <laughs> It's like okay, (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, I guess a couple months after that, the film premiered, and then she got invited to the premiere. Or I don't know if she was even invited to premiere. Like she might have just bought a ticket to watch her own movie that she wrote, but she saw the movie, and I think it was like an entirely different movie than what she wrote. Like they just rewrote her script. But Uva Bo, man, can't trust them. Yeah. He he is literally like only doing it for like the tax write off or something like that. I have no. He's like because he's taking advantage of the German film production, like yeah, pretty much tax credits or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, it's didn't he it, box someone? I forgot who he boxed. I think it was like another film critic or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, the, the guy is. I guess he's funny. I don't. He at least he's at least he's eccentric. I don't or think weird. he's funny. Though. I think he's very serious about making <laughs> movies. He but is, but he's doing it he so he can sh- expressly just movies. make money. <laughs> yeah. Like, he makes more money from the him? tax credit than he does from the movie yeah. itself. But can you blame him? No, I mean, if I could do that, fuck, I'd do that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so out of those three three games, Fallout it's the best choice for a movie? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Are you going to be excited for Warcraft, the movie? I I am actually excited because uh, I think right now we don't really have any big fantasy games. Are you expecting up. much from it though? Or fantasy movies coming up? Uh, it it looked okay from what I saw. I mean, at least look the art looks great. I mean, Duncan Jones. Like. I liked Moon and I liked Source Crow. Source Crow was pretty good. Yeah. This is definitely a different movie so for I'm him hoping... though. So I'm, I'm 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 kind of worried as far as that goes. But he's made good movies, so I don't know. He, and apparently he's like a Warcraft fan, so I guess he understands more than what a normal. What about this cast? Would... Ben Foster, Travis Fimmel. It seems like a Pat. bunch of no-name guys, and I don't really know except for Ben Foster. Ben Foster's pretty recognizable. Yeah, one of those. I have no, we don't really know uh, too much about what character characters are playing. I think. Yeah, Paula Penn, I guess is recognizable too. Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper's a good actor. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys I don't, I don't really know. I guess they might have been, like, more supporting in movies I've seen, but I haven't really... Yeah, they're, like, um, character actors, yeah. essentially. Like, I haven't really paid attention to too many of them. Even Ben Foster, I don't really think I've seen many movies with him. I just know well, I like him. Ben Foster. I like Ben Foster and Dominic Cooper. Uh, Paula Pan's okay. I don't know why I don't like her as much, but... There's something about her that annoys me for some reason. I don't really know why, but, you know. 
But yeah, I mean, it should be interesting because it's gonna be based like directly on in the lore and uh, on the first like one or two games. So. Yeah, the premise here on um, Wikipedia it says the film portrays the origin story of the initial encounters between humans and the orcs. Yeah. With em- emphasis on the alliances and the horde sides of their conflict. Yeah. So it should be good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sounds it definitely just sounds okay. like just sounds like what the lore is, and if okay. I, I know you, Dominic Cooper as uh, ruler of the human kingdom of Stormwind. Mm. And Ben Foster, Magnus, the guardian of Trisfall. Uh, he's Medivh. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, should be okay. Clancy Brown, uh, the voice of Lex Luthor, also in the movie, plays Blackhand, the destroyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. Yeah. I'm, is I'm, it missing I'm the rock? Hoping it's gonna be good. Should uh, the rock be in it? You know, maybe he'll be in Warcraft too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, transitioning to uh, the rock in San Andreas. How was San Andreas? I mean, I think I've already kind of said a lot about it, but. Well, uh, you were talking about the experience of yeah. watching it at the drive. Okay, drive so in. the movie itself, it's it's just. Uh, you know, it's disaster movie the movie. It's everything. Disaster movie the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's basically who everything. Who is the uh, who is the rock play? Uh, so the rock plays a firefighter. He's a badass uh, firefighter guy who uh, who can do everything kind of easily and never he's never in, in uh, any uh, danger. He's always the the really strong guy going through and solving all the so problems. So it's kind of like uh, buff. Taller Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, they they frame him initially as this like badass helicopter pilot. Yeah, because the Tom Cruise our typical character is that he's just the hot shot and can never fail, right? Yeah, and that's what. And the he's rock the guy is. you can rely on. He's yeah. he's the guy that will get you to safety and like there's never any doubt that he'll he'll do what needs to be done, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so they frame the movie where uh, he's this badass helicopter pilot and. Uh, he and his wife they get the they get a divorce or they're on the outs because or they're about to get a divorce I think mm-hmm. but they're on the outs because he wasn't able to save his one of his daughters or something that she was drowning in a pool and he just couldn't do it or he couldn't save her something like that I was I was kind of hard is to he make. afraid of water because he's the rock no it, no <laughs> not at all uh, so I wasn't I wasn't able to watch too much of the beginning of the movie because we came in like forty minutes late. But I did watch it again after it started because it started replaying again after Mad Max, mm-hmm. so I was able to catch like the first ten or fifteen minutes again. Um, so basically, that's pretty much what it is. And he has another daughter who's played by Alexandra Daddario, and uh, she's stuck between parents. And but she like really likes her dad, and they always do stuff. Sounds together, like a I very guess. typical movie. Yeah, so it's it's like this or very typical. Movie. It uh, sounds very similar to the other disaster movies. Yes, uh, 2012 and <laughs> I, I didn't see 2012, year. but I, I mean, literally everything about it is stereotypical uh, for the, this kind of movie. So basically, there's that, and and there's no connection between The Rock and Paul Giamatti, which I'm sure you've known that he's in that movie. So, so Paul Giamatti is in this movie. He's as a like an earthquake scientist guy, and and I did not see any interaction between them for like 
the two hours of the movie. I've been on the phone or anything or not on the phone they don't know each other the only connection that they have which is very strange for for in my in my mind is uh they have a news reporter who's on scene with uh the rock when he's being a badass helicopter pilot in the beginning and they're saving this girl who drove off a cliff or something while she was texting and or whatever <laughs> she drove off a cliff right texting yeah right. I, and <laughs> it, she was i don't know it was really it was really freaking weird and so the the effects are really kind of Cokey and crazy and kind of bad too, by the way. Um, so it's really corny, and she's like stuck on the side of a mountain, and the tree is like going through her car, which I don't even fucking understand how that happened. But it, she's like hanging off the side, and so the rock sends his buddy. He's like, "You gotta go support that car because the car goes and the girl goes." And so the guy he like comes off the helicopter. He's going down, and he's like, he's like strapping the car in and so on and so forth. And then he gets stuck because he's trying to put. A cable underneath the car or something like that, and the car the car moves while he's doing it, and he's like, "I'm stuck, Rock. I'm stuck." And then I don't know if that's his name, but so, <laughs> so then the Rock is like, "Okay, I gotta go." And so the so his assistant pilot takes over, and then he he puts on he puts on the harness, and he goes down, and he rips out the car door, <laughs> and, and he and he pulls Wait, the he girl rips out. out the car door with his bare hands. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's just it's just like he rips out the car door, and he saves the girl in like two seconds. It's like, okay, why do we go through? Ten minutes of this of this uh, saving thing. If he could have just went down there and ripped the car door off by himself, and 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 he put his buddy into risk because he put him underneath the car, and somehow everyone gets gets out alive. But anyway, so the reporter is the connection between these two storylines, I guess. And so, uh, so Paul Giamatti's character starts getting interviewed because he's developed this algorithm for predicting earthquakes or whatever, and. And so basically, the whole point of Paul Giamatti's character is to explain what's going on. Which is on a, pretty on a impossible, right? You can't yeah, predict it's, an earthquake. It's, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. So he's like talking about how how this is the biggest earthquake ever, and blah 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 blah, and so on and so forth. And it's like he's he's there to explain what's going on to the idiots in in like watching the movie. And so The Rock, he doesn't fucking care anything, anything about oh it's a nine point six or whatever. He's just telling everyone get to the get to the stadium everyone go over here and i gotta find my daughter and and that's all he's doing the whole time and he he doesn't get any support from paul giamatti's character or anything like that like there's no connection at all so paul giamatti's character is literally he's just in a research facility and he's like there's a 9.6 and there's gonna be a tsunami and there's gonna be this and there's gonna be that and there's like for some reason there's he uh, paul giamatti's probably got like 20 to 30 minutes of the movie and he's he's it's very simple for him. It's like, and I, I guess they're at the Hoover Dam too, or something like that. It doesn't that make any sense to me. So, so he's just lifting off, li- listing off stuff that's going to happen. Yeah, and and the Hoover Dam goes down. That's like the only action scene that he's actually in because he's, I guess he's near the Hoover Dam and stuff happens to the Hoover Dam and like water starts exploding everywhere and the dam just collides and they kill the Asian dude who's like on the. On his team, his research team. The Asian dude from yeah. uh, Fast and Furious. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> it was really, it's really kind of funny because like uh, the Asian dude is like on the dam for some reason, and then Paul Giamatti's like screaming to him, "Get Jesus Christ, get the hell out of there!" <laughs> and then uh, the, the Japanese guy is like running. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna get off the dam. And then he sees like this little, little white girl um, hovering in the corner, and he's like. So he stops and he runs towards her, and then he grabs her and he starts running with her. And I don't know how long this dam is, but he, it seems like he's running forever. 
and the dam is just collapsed behind him, and then and then at the last second he throws the girl up in the air, and he throws it at Paul Giamatti, <laughs> and Paul Giamatti doesn't really catch her. He just it just just slams into her, or slams into him, and then the Japanese guy he falls, and then he's like on the edge, like uh, like Gandalf. <laughs> before he's gonna fall and die, but and so he's just standing there, right, embracing so, his fate. <laughs> so he, no, yeah, he's just he's just grabbing onto the edge of the of the dam, mm-hmm. and he's about to fall down or something like that. And, and so we look down, and there's like a spike that goes right through his foot, and I don't know where the fuck that came from, or how that happened, but it, it he has like this huge spike in the middle of his foot. And I'm like, wait, why can't he just like crawl? Because he's like still kind of on, on the edge, but he can still crawl, but the the spike is through his foot. It's not through anything else in his body. And so he's just like hanging on the edge over there, and then all of a sudden, like the the dam just breaks and he just dies. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell? That is was the incredibly point? misleading. We were like the spike in the foot, and you made it seem like he was gonna survive. And yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly what they did too. But it just doesn't make any sense because it's like, why couldn't he crawl? I don't well, maybe he was in intense pain. Okay, but he's about to die. So I mean, he didn't he didn't try. It was just he was just there. He wasn't crying or anything. He wasn't like, oh, my foot. He was just like, I can't crawl. I can't do anything. But it's like, okay, why not? <laughs> so it didn't really, it didn't really so sell me. So it would be me. better if his entire wood. It would have been better half, if he just died. Or something like yeah, it would have been better if he just, I don't know. And so basically that's, it's, that's, it, it, that's the whole movie in a nutshell. It's very lazy. It does all these things very lazy-like. So basically, the first part of the movie is is like in L.A. after the earthquake, and so you just see the the buildings falling and um, the Rock doing a helicopter rescue, and that's it. And then they go to San Francisco for the rest of the movie. And <laughs> San Francisco, they start having the earthquake because Paul Giamatti's character is like, "Oh, it's not over yet. That wasn't even the earthquake. That was the before shock or whatever." <laughs> and so the real earthquake is about to come, and then so the main earthquake is in San Francisco apparently. And so San so San Francisco is going like all crazy, and then uh, and then later on in the movie there's a, there's a big tsunami which doesn't make any sense because when there's an earthquake usually a tsunami happens on the other end of the of the earthquake but I'm not sure so, exactly so about the science. San Francisco so. is going to be the epicenter. Yeah. But there's a tsunami coming towards San Francisco. Yeah. And so <laughs> and so the whole time the Rock is like we gotta find we gotta find our daughter and so he he teams up with the with his ex-wife or soon-to-be ex-wife. And so at the beginning of the movie, we see uh, the daughter and the wife's boyfriend. They're going to San Francisco for whatever reason. And so the, the boyfriend of the wife, she is uh, – uh, he, he abandons their daughter. And so he's, like, trying to make himself safe. And he's, like – they show him as, like, a scumbag or whatever, I guess. I'm not sure. Uh, but it was kind of weird because the wife later on she wishes death upon him, and literally the next scene he dies in the tsunami where like a big freighter comes and there's a big, like one of those uh, storage containers like the metal ones, mm-hmm. it just comes and smashes him while he's on the gate, and it's like okay we're supposed to feel good about that or what? <laughs> like I don't understand because not only is he dying like thousands of other people who are on the gate with him are dying too, so I'm like I don't know if I'm supposed to feel good about that at all. So it it was it was really weirdly framed. The way they're doing it, because the wife is like wishing death upon this guy, while there's like a, a big earthquake and stuff that is outside of his control. Like as if he he him staying with the girl is gonna matter at all. Like this is big, like earth shattering natural disaster. It's nowhere near his fault that 
you know, like maybe they got separated or something. She doesn't know anything about the situation. It's just that he is alone or he's not with her. And that, and that she's just wishing death upon him. And I found that very, I wouldn't say it's, I would say it's poor taste, but I don't really care. So, I mean, if, if you're taking this movie seriously, yeah, I would, I would say that that was kind of in poor taste for them to have written, written it like that. But it, I, I just find it kind of funny. And then, so later there's on... No, there's nothing you can take serious about the movie. Not really. It's, it's, it's really just a terrible movie. And then at the end, uh, you just see Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, who was in Battle of Los Angeles? It's uh, Aaron Eckert and... Mike. I did see that one. Yeah. Okay, so it pretty much ends exactly the same way. <laughs> there, there's like... There's like, just more to come? Is that what... <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, kind of. It's like helicopters flying through... Wait, did they set the it up San for a Francisco sequel? Is, it, is this what you're yeah, leading to? Yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> they uh, so basically at the end it's all schmaltzy and they're like okay we're safe now and there's a big American flag flying off the San Francisco gate <laughs> and helicopters are flying through like what the fuck are they doing like why are they flying so close to each other why are they flying across the gate like this this ruined gate that's not even like a gate or uh, not even a bridge anymore and uh, they're like what do we do now <laughs> and then the rock He's like looking. He's like looking at San Francisco. It's all like in water still, and he's like, "We rebuild." <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> that's a good line. <laughs> we rebuild. That's a good line. <laughs> and then um, another thing that was annoying too is like there's a kid in the movie, and so the kid is like British, and his face looks really terrible, and so I wanted to like punch his face for the whole time, and so. That uh, so the brother of that kid is like the love interest of the daughter, and so the whole time they're trying to get through their own. We gotta go. We gotta get to higher ground because my dad's gonna come and save us. And blah blah blah. And these guys are like uh, foreign tourists, and they're like from British or Britain or something like that. So they're like, oh, we don't know if we should go that way. We should go with the crowd, and we don't know if we should follow you, and so on and so forth. And so they try to do like this romance sort of thing a little bit. And so there's a part where the two, the the older guy and the the girl kiss, and then in silhouetted behind them is the little kid. He's just there, like perving out. And he's like really smiling. He's like hey, 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 like that. It was really kind of weird. He's like he's like trying to get them hooked up the whole time. He's like you should you should ask her out, or I hope after this you guys get married. And it's really freaking weird. So we're sure Uwe Boat did not make this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know who directed it. Uh, I looked it up. It says Brad Payton. Are you familiar with anything Brad Payton has has done? Brad Payton, I don't recognize the name. He did Cats and Dogs: The Revenge of Kitty Galore. Uh, <laughs> okay. Did you watch that? <laughs> I, I I remember it now. But and I then don't... after that, he did Journey to the Mysterious Island, which was also with The Rock. Yeah. And I have no idea if that's any good. It didn't. It didn't look very good. Um, I'm sure it was okay. I think I might have watched it. I don't, can't remember. So Seems like he has the same costume no in that movie than he does in Sandra's. Oh. Journey three from the Earth to the Moon. That's kind of there. You go. Yeah, probably with the rock too, right? Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. He made a movie. (laughs) 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 That's pretty much uh, pretty much all the. 
good thing. But what's the biggest draw of San Andreas? Because San Andreas did do very well for itself. If you right? if you want to make fun of a terrible movie, that's the draw. It's like one of those good bad movies, I guess. But is The Rock the draw, or is it just because? Yes. It's, I guess it's San Andreas. While it's the earthquake, it's Los Angeles, and it's yeah. just destruction. Is that the draw, or is The Rock the draw? Yeah, essentially that's the draw. I mean, The Rock is. He doesn't really act very well. I don't think The Rock would be the draw. The Rock would be the draw probably in other movies, but here, uh, I think you can just put anybody in that, in that role, and it would be. Yeah, fun. you could, but the thing is, like, he's marketable. He's the one that people like. Right well, let's now. say you get Marky Mark on in the in the role, which seems okay. like a very Marky Mark type of movie. Right? Yeah, I could see him in that role too. Yeah, it'd be fine. And it would probably do the same business, right? So I don't. No, I don't think so. I think there's a little bit of a. Of You're the saying The Rock is a bigger draw than Marky Mark? Yes. How is The Rock a bigger draw than Marky Mark? Uh, okay. What's have you seen? <laughs> have you seen Four Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see Four Brothers. <laughs> okay. Case in point. But I would say, well, Transformers. Transformers. Well, Transformers. You could probably do it without Marky Mark, but, but. Yeah, I, w- I would say Marky Mark is a bigger draw than. Um, well, I mean that's that's what I don't know. I don't I don't think so because I think I think Lone the Rock Sur- right now is Viber, is, Marky Mark is, is is probably the popular guy to have in movies right now. Is he just just very likable? Yeah, he's got right. a very he's got a very likable persona. He's got good. I mean, he's not like a terrible actor at all. Mm-hmm. I think he's even a good actor. He's not like the best actor, but he's definitely a good person in any role that he's taken i guess even doom i was like entertained by him even though it was a bad movie what's what's the rock's best movie so far um let me see can we list it well yeah also he was coming off of the fury 7 movie so yeah. that, that was another thing too it's like well people who watch fury 7 probably like but the i don't rock think you're watching fury 7 for for the rockets it's that whole group yeah, but I mean, still, it's part of it. He's part of it. So I mean, Vin Diesel yeah. right now is also on to- kind of on top as well. Yeah. Pretty much anything Vin Diesel does is going to get a lot of buzz around it, at least. Um, Hercules? Did you watch Hercules? No. Did it look interesting? At least would you? Yeah, have it did look watched it for The Rock, or I would watch. Yeah, I would watch it for The Rock too. Um. But uh, as far as his best movie goes, I'd probably say. Do you, did you remember that he was in Voyager? <laughs> I just remember he was in Voyager. No. Looking at his IMDb page, it says he was the champion. Uh, I remember the episode now. It was like some sort of war planet or something like that. Was he one of the uh, Gem Hadar? He was probably no, in makeup. Uh, he in that episode they were on some sort of planet and they had to wrestle some sort of champion. It was kind okay, of like you know, a I, I probably battle. I probably did remember. I no, I don't remember it right now, but I probably did recognize it when I watched it. Yeah. Um, Scorpion King. His first big movie, right? Yeah, I probably still say Scorpion King is his, his best. Uh, the rundown was enjoyable. I liked that. Nah, a lot. not the Scorpion King. Scorpion King was okay. I I personally liked that the most. Scorpion King. Yeah. The rundown was good. I thought. The rundown was okay. I think of his earlier films, maybe Walking Tall, that remake. I didn't. I didn't watch that one. 
Yeah. Uh, Doom. I didn't watch Doom. I I enjoyed it because he they actually made him into like the. Uh, and then they have like a ten minute sequence at the end where you're just going around in POV shooting people. Yeah, there there was just like one sequence for that. That, that was kind of that was the end, right? That was fun. <laughs> I yeah. think Carl Carl Urban was in Doom, wasn't he? I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was like the, actually the main person, even though The Rock was marketed as like the main guy. Uh, the game plan is uh, family-friendly films. Yeah, I remember that. Stint of family-friendly films. Yeah, he's got like a couple of different... He's like the Schwarzenegger sort of uh, like career going. He's got the family ones, and he's got the action ones, and he's got the comedic ones sort of. Yeah, well, he started out with action. He was supposed to be yeah. with the big new action star, and he, that kind of died down, and he just wrote it out with family-friendly films. Yeah, the Tooth Fairy was. Uh, I know you've probably not seen it. I remember it, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, even though it was I like it, it was really terrible, it was funny. I thought still, and uh, it was actually. Uh, I guess it's like for a guy like him, like where he's like super masculine and stuff like that. He was he was like in a tutu. Yeah. So I mean that's I mean that's kind of uh, what do you call it humble I guess to be in a movie like that. And then 2010, he just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah. So after Fast Five, with... and then uh, Journey to the Mysterious Mountain, Snitch, GI Joe Retaliation, which is probably would you say the second GI Joe is better than the first GI Joe? I didn't see the second one. I'm sure it is though. <laughs> just by not just by <laughs> watching the. I've only seen the first one. Yeah. And I didn't like that at all. <laughs> the first G.I. Joe was okay. I mean, there was an amusing campness to it. but Oh, my God. It was just awful. There was a lot more action in the second G.I. Joe. Though. Sure. And then uh, Pain and Gain. Uh, People I did not swear watch by that. Pain and Gain. Him and Marky Mark. They say it's hilarious stuff. I heard Michael it was just Bay's weird, but... Pain and Gain. Yeah, I, I don't know, because it's Michael Bay, so he's not making... They were saying it's Michael Bay's passion project for some yeah. <laughs> But uh, after that, Fast and Furious 6, Hercules. Uh, uh, Furious 7, San Andreas. And apparently it's going to be in Journey to the Center of the Earth 4. Have you seen his new series, Ballers? No. It's on a HBO. He's a former football player or something like that. And he's gonna be in Shazam. Yeah, there you go. And I guess some sort of CIA movie, Central Intelligence. What is it? After he <clears throat> reunites with an old pal through Facebook, a mild-mannered accountant is lured into the world of international espionage. The Rock's in it. Kevin Hart's in it. Amy Ryan. Yeah, he's making a big name for himself. But I should still say he should still go by The Rock. Well, he uh, he does he does the WWF or WWE stuff every now and then still. So but he's, he still goes by The Rock. They're really pushing Dwayne Johnson, though. Or yeah. at the very least, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, they're definitely pushing but him as just, just a name. Uh, no, I think it, I think Dwayne Johnson's better. 
personally. Because the Even rock for action films? Yeah, the rock is more of a persona that he uses. And because it's more of a character, I guess. No, he'll always he'll always be the rock to me, man. It it's just it's just easier to say the rock. <laughs> like you could say Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it's just easier to say Arnold, right? Sure. Yeah. Or Sly. Well, that's always that's always gonna be his nickname. But yeah. I mean, I I personally. You prefer Dwayne Johnson. At, I mean, for, the for his acting nickname. career, yeah. But I mean, I'll still call, I still call him the Rock, but yeah, you can't I mean, fail with the Rock. I just don't really see the point of Dwayne Johnson, since everyone's going to call him the Rock anyway, right? Like it's a better nickname than Ludacris, right? Because he's Ludacris is going by Chris Bridges. Sure. Yeah. Actually, Ludacris is a pretty good actor. I would say he's okay. He's not great. Actor. Yeah, he's not great, but he's pretty good. He's not bad. Yeah, he's okay. He's neither he's neither good nor bad. He's just okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's pretty good. <clears throat> but what other films would you like to see The Rock in? Or what films would you want The Rock to take over? Because Warcraft. He could probably be in Warcraft, right? Probably. Warcraft. Yeah. Fallout. He could be uh, Archimond. You know, what about Fallout? Or, uh... Uh, I don't know about Fallout. I... He might, he might fit he in. He could definitely be an XCOM, right? If they made an XCOM. Sure. Movie. He could definitely be one of the the g- generic military guys. And um, what about uh, Big Trouble in Little China, the remake? See, I'm, ho- I'm, still, I'm still hoping it's going to just be like a sequel. Uh, I don't think a remake. They're saying good. he's going to be Jack Byrne. I don't know if it's going to be a sequel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I, <laughs> So I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be anywhere near like what the first movie intended to do because you know there's like a it's like a just a big joke in the end so they're gonna make it like serious. Yeah, it's like this sort of it's like a deconstruction of action movies, isn't it? Where yeah, supposed and, to be the big masculine guy, but he just fails at every. Yeah, and I think if they're if they're doing this as a remake, I think they're gonna lose that aspect yeah. of it. And they're going to make it for real because no one understands, oh, you know, that's actually what Big Trouble in Little China is supposed to be about, right? It's, yeah. it's actually about... It's that sort of subtext yeah. of... People are just going to be like, I want to see an action movie. I want to see Chinese guys getting beat up by The Rock. Yeah, that's... that was kind of the problem with the Total Recall remake. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Just a very dry remake of Total Recall. Yeah, and Total Recall was one of my, is one of my favorite movies, too. Yeah. That was a good movie, though. Yeah. Probably Arnold's best movie. Aside from, what, T2, maybe? Yeah. And, um... Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. That is a classic. <laughs> Jingle All the Way. <laughs> that's his. That's my favorite family comedy movie of his. Even more than Kindergarten Cop? Yeah. No, I'm going to say Kindergarten Cop's going all the way. Well, that, that was more of a... Yeah, I mean, they're both action comedies, but... I, I personally just like Jingle All the Way a lot more because just because Jingle it's... All the Way was an action comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a pervert. I just want Turbo Mendo. It was just a family comedy. <laughs> Forget what... it. I'm not sitting on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's just a lot more fun. Put fun. that cookie down. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot more fun in Jingle All the Way than there is in and he uh, gets Kindergarten Cop. Sinbad in the movie and Phil Hartman. Yeah. It just well, yeah, know, it's just more of a fun movie than the Kindergarten, Kindergarten Cop. Cop is a little more rounded out for me. 
It works better for me. That was more serious, and it had to do with abuse, and it had to do with... It was, it was kind of a downer. <laughs> like, when you take in the you actual like story... like simple movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... It's not that I like simple movies. I just... When I'm when I'm talking about an action like comedy, when I when I'm talking about action comedies, things. I don't want my comedy to make me depressed. <laughs> That's all I'm asking for, okay? It wasn't that bad though. It wasn't like, that depressing. It's not like, like Wedding Crashers, right? That was fucking depressing halfway through the movie. <laughs> it was it was funny the rest of the time, and then all of a sudden it gets super serious, and oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself because the girl doesn't like me, like. Fuck, dude. <laughs> it was a little more dramatic than that, though, wasn't it? Like, he lost his friend and... In Wedding Crashers? He just went on this whole binge of going to crashing weddings by himself and just ruined his life. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't... It just it just didn't stay funny to me. So you want to come and just comedy all the way through? Yeah. yeah. Like, more recently, it's been, like, basically... You know, you're laughing at these characters for like an hour, and then the last half hour of the movie, they want you to all of a sudden get serious and like feel something for these characters. But it's like, just have fun the whole time. Like, why do we have to fucking all of a sudden feel something for these? So, what's characters? the best uh, comedy you've seen? Um, best recent comedy, I would. I'm just something that comes to the top of my head where this actually pans out. Like I'm saying, is the Benchwarmers. It's not. An amazing movie, but it was it was fun the whole way through. It wasn't it didn't get super serious, like there was conflict obviously, but it didn't, didn't get like super serious and depressive. And it was fun the whole way through. Even even when you're learning the moral, it was still fun. And so I think that was a a good example of that. And uh, I don't think I've seen an uh, a comedy movie recently that I've actually really enjoyed a whole lot. But my I guess my favorite ever, I'd have to really think about that. All right, so just – I'm not saying this to invalidate your opinion of Benchwarmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benchwarmers, 11% on Ron <laughs> <laughs> It's got David Spade in it. It's got – The critic consensus of gross-out <laughs> comedy that is more sophomoric than funny. <laughs> the Benchwarmers goes down swinging. <laughs> so – I'm not saying it's bad. I haven't seen the movie. It's, okay, I'm not, I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying it was an amazing movie. I'm just saying You're what saying I it's what I'm looking for. That... Yeah, it's it's a funny movie. I thought, and I, what I'm looking for in a comedy is pretty much exactly how that movie is laid out. It doesn't get super depressive. The conflict doesn't get in the way of the comedy or the fun to be had in the movie. Uh, you still learn something from the moral. There's still a conflict. But it doesn't get super sappy. doesn't get super depressive. I'm not feeling like I want to kill myself after an hour of laughing. Like, Wedding Crashers is like the, the epitome of that for me. Where it gets super serious. People are like, oh, so angry and stuff like that. And it doesn't become fun anymore. I'm like, not saying it's a bad movie. <laughs> but this blurb from The Hollywood Reporter... <laughs> <laughs> They hide these things for a reason, folks. <laughs> That's the blurb. <laughs> <laughs> Another one uh, from Newsday. Let the vomit and gas jokes begin. <laughs> I like poop jokes. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. 
David Spade's in it. John uh, John Hedder's in it. That's not really selling it for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob Schneider is in it, but it's like his least annoying role ever. And he's actually he actually plays a normal guy in that movie. And so I think that was actually kind of funny in and of itself because he's just like a normal guy. He's like the most normal guy in that movie. Mm-hmm. And, and he's Rob Schneider. <laughs> and he's playing the normal guy and everyone else is weirder than him. What was a good Rob Schneider movie? I liked... Um, uh, I enjoyed Deuce Bigelow. That was okay. No, I, I, don't like, I don't like any of his movies except for... You don't like any of Rob Schneider movies no. except for this one? And Judge about Demolition Man? He was in Demolition Man. I guess Demolition Man. Ron Tomatoes, Rob Snyder, highest rated movie. Judge Dredd, and that's it. <laughs> any any movie where he's in it with Stallone, because because really it's it's just a Stallone movie with Schneider being mm-hmm. a a supporting character, which is really the best dynamic I've seen for him. So anything anything with Stallone and Schneider in it is fine. But so Demolition Man and yeah. Judge Dredd. Yeah. Wait, was he in Judge Dredd? I believe so. Yeah. There. Okay. There it is. I'm not saying Judge Dredd was a bad movie. <laughs> did you watch that? I, I I did watch it. Okay. But Ron Tomatoes, eighteen <laughs> percent. <laughs> okay, that, that, this is why I can't trust Ron Tomatoes for anything. Because my tastes are the critics' consensus. Judge Dredd wants to be both a legitimate violent action flick and a parody of one, but director Danny Cannon fails to find the necessary balance to make it work. Fails a fails a strong word to use. <laughs> it was very successful. How would, you, how would you describe your taste, or in one word, to describe your taste, to sum everything up? Um, dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I guess uh, the best way to say it is it's like a parabola. <laughs> or, That's even better. Or, or a function. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think a function. Function probably works the best. So, because you, you know how there's a negative part to the function usually, mm-hmm. and it goes up, and then it goes like down, and then it goes up again, or something like that. So there, it's a parabola, and 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 there's like a middle section. I would say, uh, instead of function. Um, I would describe it in one word as unfortunate. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's it's just it's literally just a parabola. Because mm-hmm. uh, the worse it is, the more likely I am to like it. The better it is, the more likely I am to like it. Okay. And something that's like right in the middle, I just kind of don't like it. So. Well, but, when it's right in the middle, it's just very easy to forget. Yeah, exactly. Anything that happened. And so I guess the only movie that's... So you need that's... to go into extremes, yeah. essentially. The only or thing that's... really bad you remember or really good then you remember. Yeah, and but I guess in... the only movie that's really terrible that I didn't... That I hated that was... Suburban Commando? No, I... Hip-Hop I Witch? I like that. Yeah, the Hip-Hop Witch. Yeah, that was... But See, that was so bad, I don't even want to remember it. <laughs> that, that's, that's literally a zero on that. On that. In the, yeah. in the negative... Zero on the negative side, and it's and it's so far left that it goes back down to zero. 
But Suburban Commando is actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Since you bring it up. And I don't think There's I've ever... no score on Ron Tomatoes for the hip-hop witch. <laughs> <laughs> no one's reviewed it? No, no, I didn't say there's no oh, okay. one reviewed it. There's three Ron reviews for it. Uh, oh, there's not enough but people to have, no have a score. But they have score for it yet. But 21 people did like it. 21% did like it, so. There's a one person who likes it? Ryan Cracknow of Apollo Guide. He's, he's, he's involved with the production somehow. There's no way. Nothing <laughs> more than am- amateurish publicity stunt intended to sell records. I think two people from Film Threat reviewed it, but there's no blur for it. But they're all Ron reviews. There's no good reviews for the Hip Hop Witch. Is there a movie so bad that you can't find a good review for it? Like even sure uh, Paul Blart too got some good reviews. Um, maybe Mac and Me. <laughs> that was pretty bad. And I, and I did watch that in high school, I believe. Zero uh, percent. 23 Ron reviews. Zero fresh. For Mac and Me? Yeah. Mac <laughs> and Me is duly infamous. Not only is it a pale imitation of E.T., it's also a thinly veiled feature-length commercial for McDonald's and Coca-Cola. Yep. <laughs> remember that too <laughs> now i want to watch it <laughs> it it's it's actually really creepy too it's uh it was it? there's a couple funny parts in it like uh the kid's in the wheelchair and he, and he gets pushed off a cliff or something like he I've never he rolls seen off it. a cliff there's a clip of it on youtube but i gotta watch it now it's like the, it's like you search mac and me that's like the first thing that should come up and then also the the aliens their suits are really freaking weird like they're in rubber suits and they're like naked underneath them i guess it's because it's they're like skin tight, and so they're walking around and they're like, they don't they don't know what the hell is going on. Los Angeles Times. It's an amazingly bald face copy of E.T. Even though this is E.T. in <laughs> someone put the full sticker, movie up on YouTube. Rapper. <laughs> Two people did. Three people did. Oh man, I'm gonna have to watch it now. Oh, there's a McDonald's dance scene too. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is great. It was such a great. Awful movie. <laughs> Will there ever be another Mac and Me experience? No, it's it's like you can't you can't re- recreate the experience of Mac and Me. No, it's impossible. Oh, shit. All right, there's there's that wheelchair scene. What if what if The Rock was in a remake of Mac and Me? Would that be better? <laughs> They would probably do it. What what was the premise of Mac and Me anyway? Um, this disabled kid finds a an alien um, after his family's UFO crashes crashes or whatever, mm-hmm. and so the the family is like all the all the time looking for their kid. And but he ha- but the kid in the wheelchair has him, and so they go on this like adventure or whatever to figure out like where he comes from or trying to save him from the police or something i don't know i forget what's wait so they the kid in the wheelchair finds his alien right yeah 
But then does the kid like start to walk again or anything no. like that? Oh, actually, I forget if he gets healed. I'm, I, I, I think that's part of it. Because it seems, if he's an alien, it seems kind of messed up. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think that he gets healed time. or something like the Like Mac has like these mystical healing powers or whatever with his touch or something. I I think at the end he starts he walking He just makes in. more mac and cheese or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he they dress him up as a kid and people just start treating the alien like normal. Like they put a hat on him and stuff. But it's obviously this animatronic thing. It's not like even a, a person in it in a suit. It's like this animatronic puppet. And so they dress him up and stuff. And he, he, I just, I don't know. The whole movie's up there. So you should just watch it. <laughs> You should watch it, it before YouTube that, takes it down. Um, Paul Rudd, every time he appeared on Late, Late Night with Conan O'Brien back in the day, uh, he would do a bait and switch. Instead of a clip from his movie, he would always show a clip from Mac and Me. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's good times. Good times. Yeah, that's funny. It's... So The Rock, Mac and Me, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Um... Could he could he do movies for Rob Schneider? Would they be good movies? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Hasn't he already been in a movie with him? I feel like he has. Probably. I don't know. But anything else you want to say about The Rock? The Rock looks like Rob Schneider is a, an actual Google search that comes up. They should do uh, The Hulk together. Rob Schneider could be Bruce Banner. And then when he gets mad, he turns into uh, The Rock. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good idea. That could work. We're coming up with gold here, man. <laughs> how How is it like two people only listen to this? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the last one, you got 20 downloads. There you go. So it's got to be at least three. You should just uh, send this out to studio executives. <laughs> Here's what we think about your movies. <laughs> <laughs> San Andreas was shit, but let us... <laughs> <laughs> but we like The Rock. Make more movies with The Rock. And Rob Schneider. Well, The Rock was in a video game movie. Yeah. So maybe he'll make a video game movie. A remake of Super Mario Brothers. There you go. Luigi can be uh Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. There you go. <laughs> but do you want the rock to be Mario or do you want the rock to be Bowser? Uh or the princess. The princess. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be um Yeah, it'll be the Rock as Bowser. And then Melissa McCarthy as the princess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who, who should play Mario? <clears throat> can I can I interject here? Danny DeVito as Mario. I, I really, really dislike Melissa McCarthy. You don't like Melissa McCarthy? No, I'm, I'm over her. I really just do not like anything she makes. What nothing, set you off? Nothing she does is funny. I think what really set me off was... Uh, Bridesmaids, because because everyone was like, "Oh, she's so funny in that. She's so funny. She is funny. You don't think she's funny? not funny at all? I didn't laugh at one fucking thing that she did in that movie. She was fucking annoying. 
What about her is annoying? Is is it just her overacting? Yes, or? I think the overacting. She tries too hard. Uh, this new movie Spy looks is is pretty much exactly everything that I do dislike about her style or her everything. She tries way too hard. I think to do like these zany, wacky things. I don't think she tries too hard. I think you're being very harsh on her. I probably am, but that's because uh, I, I, see I disliked why you her. Would be... See, I can I, see why you don't like her, but uh, I don't know. It's it's an, a very aggressive opinion of. <laughs> she, I think she's she's like my number one hate right now, as far as who used to be your number one hate, like Julie Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> now she's just a close. <laughs> she's a, she's a close second. Uh, uh, she was she was kind of tapering off a little bit after uh, after that one commercial she was in with the perfume. I don't remember that. It was it was more recent. Like she's, I don't know. It's really. I was never a big Julia Roberts fan. Like I never seen a lot of her movies. Well, okay. So I liked her in Aaron Brockovich, and that's pretty much it. Like she was anything. She's like a supporting role. I enjoy her more. I don't like her in anything that she's leading, in. And there was one movie. Uh... So you didn't like any of her early romantic comedies. You didn't like. No, uh... no, not really. So only Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, I think. But that's, that's a leading role for her. Yeah, I know that that's the only one I actually like. I think it because it doesn't have anything to do with romance, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I like that one more. Um, but just her. Most you general. don't like. Uh, there's another movie that she did with Tom Hanks, where it was like a political. You don't like Tom Hanks either. No, I know I like Tom Hanks. So there's one that she was in with Tom Hanks. Was it uh, Charlie Wilson's War? Yes, Charlie Wilson's War. I, I disliked her severely in that. <laughs> And but she was in a supporting role in that one. She didn't have. She a... was, but it was just a bad movie too. <laughs> so, so that was on top of it. <laughs> um, I'm not saying it's a bad movie or a good movie, but Charlie Wilson's War, 82 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was so bad watching it. I was watching it in the movie theaters too. Like I was it had a lot of good things going for it. I liked um, Tom Hanks in it. I liked. Um, it was bad. I, I just did not. I didn't like Julia Roberts. That that put a big spoiler on it for me. She wasn't a big deal for me because she only had like, her a small... accent was ruining in it, and I was like, I was... <laughs> and Tom Hanks's accent wasn't great either, and that was taking me out of it. And uh, I mean, the story itself, I guess, you is had fine. To hate... But if anything, you had to hate. Um... That movie that Tom Hanks directed, that he starred in with Julia Roberts. You remember the movie I'm talking about? No. I'm trying to find it right now. I probably didn't even watch it. Because I don't go hunting for Julia Roberts movies. Um, Larry Crown. Do you remember Larry Crown? No. That was more recent too. I definitely wouldn't have watched that. <laughs> I don't think I've seen oh, it. Oh, you would have hated it. You should watch it, and then you, you, you we'll do an entire podcast of how much you hated that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's got everything you hate about it. You're gonna hate it so much. Does it have Does it have Melissa McCarthy in it too? Um, no, but it does have Julia Roberts in a pretty big role, pretty big supporting okay. role. Okay, so that means I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> 
I think I've listed these people before, but it's like my my traditional top three was like Julia Roberts, Drew Barrymore, and uh, I forgot what the third one is, but. I'm pretty sure it's a woman because you hate women, apparently. <laughs> no, this, uh, this is what I'm top, saying. The, top, top three, three women, women are all women. Top three women actors that, that I don't like. I didn't even ask for top three women actors. I just <laughs> asked for your top three, and they were all women. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Well, still, I guess who, they're who, still on there. So who else do you, your top three of equal gender, like overall? Okay. Uh, I think. And we'll end it on that note. Just your top three oh, over. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, yeah, I can see. I don't really like Owen Wilson either. Um, man, I really have to think about it because I don't, I don't make these lists except for just Julie Roberts. I just <laughs> it's basically it's Owen Wilson, Julie Roberts, Drew Barrymore, and Melissa McCarthy. Drew Barrymore is kind of annoying. See, the only thing I've liked Drew Barrymore in was in Donnie Darko. And she was in that movie for like five minutes. And she was, wasn't she like a kid? No, she was a teacher. She was a teacher. Yeah. She and was she... early in the movie, though. Huh? She was, she was completely out of the way. Yeah, she was in there for five minutes, and that was fine. Yeah. <laughs> but she, wasn't, she didn't take away from the movie, though, is a thing. So that's all I could ask for with her being in it. She didn't add to it either. A little bit. She added so... a little bit to it. It was fine. Not really. Like, it was part of the, the plot going forward. So she was important. I mean, that's kind of unfair to say it's her best movie when she's only in it for like four or five minutes. Uh, Are you sure it's unfair? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) That's being very generous. If it was something where she was actually in it, not saying your opinion is bad, but Rotten Tomatoes says my opinion is right. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I can't really think of a good Drew Barrymore movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I think what really set me off was I'm the, sure there are good Drew Barrymore movies, but I can't think. What of really that set I me think. off was Never Been Kissed. Never Been Kissed was okay. I hated it. I didn't particularly like her, but it was okay. But you and actually Charlie's saw Angels, I I disliked severely. Yeah. Um. I didn't think she fit in that in that dynamic anyway. So Owen Wilson, though, that's your top hate. Yeah, for male actors, sure. Yeah, I think that's probably not my number one. I I would have to think about number one overall. Number one overall, uh, I think right now it's still gonna be Melissa McCarthy. Right now. Yeah, right now. But traditionally, maybe Julia Roberts is my number one overall. Mm -hmm. And then I guess Owen Wilson might be uh, the number two. I guess I should. I guess I really should just make make these lists. You should. And then just people I hate. <laughs> like, I don't, like I don't know. Like it's just it's just my opinion. As people are gonna. People of, really hate Anne Hathaway. Whereas Anne Hathaway. I think she's okay. Register on your list. I think she's, she's okay. okay. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, she's, she's not. Okay. Maybe I maybe I just haven't seen the right movies to hate her, but oh. the ones I have seen her in were fine. I don't know. Like, she was okay in Interstellar, even though it was a little sappy. I think that was more of the writing than her. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I can kind of separate it from, like, writing and stuff. So. What Adam Sandler? You know, even though he's terrible, I don't hate him. 
So, I mean, he Vince just makes Vaughn. bad. He just bad makes bad movies. Uh, I don't hate him either, even though he doesn't really. What do about Morrissey? Good. Where does Morrissey? <laughs> Morrissey. I don't. I have no opinion. Okay. I like his music. <laughs> All right then. Anything else? No, I think it was pretty good. That was way longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> we just went on a whole entire tangent. Of people you hate. That could just be an entire podcast. On it, its own. it really ought to be. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have Next to. Next time. I'm, I'm gonna. Ha- All right, you should tell me what lists you want me to make, because I can't make up lists of just things I want. I thought you would have it on hand, like you would no, have a tattoo I, it's on just your, in your my head. arm or something. These are things I have in my head. I don't. I don't write these things down, because right, then, then I'm not. All right, then. Well, next time we have a podcast, you're going to have your list of people you hate. Mm-hmm. Should we just do both genders or? Yeah. Just an all time list. All, we can do an all time and then. Yeah, we just rather just do an all time, I guess. Or maybe. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be um, just movies. It could be every, anybody. It could be people you know that no one who <laughs> know. Uh, I think we'll stay away from that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like who, who's going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> we need to send it to like an ex-girlfriend or something like that. See, the you thing is, you a, don't want these things the written down. Th- these <laughs> things, you don't want them written down, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the whole... How long would the list be? Ten. There's a lot of people. Top ten. No, I'm just... Just go for it, man. Just well, go I gotta for do as many research. I gotta, I gotta like look back at things I hate and. Well, how long? How often do we do a podcast? We do like every two or three weeks. Yeah, it's gonna take you like three weeks to research. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so... Wait, what kind of research are you doing? <laughs> you know, hire a PI. And... I gotta go back through like the movies that I hate, <laughs> and I gotta say, okay, I read this one on one. Was it because I hated Julia Roberts? Or was it because, <laughs> or because it was a bad movie? No, I feel et like cetera, we're hyping it up cetera. a little now. I want to. I want to hear this list. It's got to be a good list. It's, well, it's, okay, it's going to be good, right? Next list is going to be uh, the next podcast. This is going to be these lists that I have. Yeah. All right. All right, and then you got to tell me what list you want because if these are the things that you're interested in, apparently. Okay then. All right. Then. <laughs> Other than the top ten, or we can do it by gender if you want. I guess if that gives more material, but no, we we'll just do uh, all the time. Okay. I don't think we should just do ten. We can just do as many as you've got. And you can you can make one too, I guess. Probably. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll make one. <laughs> I don't hate a lot of people. That's the problem. It's okay. <laughs> and it, it's, it's like a soft hate. I can just easily ignore them. But these, you just you're violently dislike <laughs> these people, don't you? Like if they if they if you cross Melissa McCarthy in the street, what would you say to her? I would I would stay would away from her. I wouldn't her no. Or? I wouldn't even do it. I would just stay away from her. You would make a face though, right? Yeah, I would be like, why are why are other people uh, hanging what out? What if with she her? approached like, you to shake your hand? What would you do? Yeah. Would you be nice or? Yeah, I would be nice. If she came to me and specifically said, "Hey, you're Dave Poobon from Squackle.com, and I like your website." And then she punched you in the face <laughs> <laughs> after hearing the podcast. And I heard your Squacklecast. Hey, you're Dave, right? <laughs> like she just went into Johnny Cage mode. She did it split and just punched you in the nuts. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be good. That'd be good. Okay. 
Well, next week, no, next no, time, next now podcast. I got some homework. All right then. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time. Life as a slave on an alien ship. It's the only life to live. Nothing has greater purpose than to serve our master. Please free us. We are near the planet Chong Free. I'd been driving a Lincoln long before anyone ever paid me to drive one. I didn't do it to be cool. I didn't do it to make a statement. I just liked it. Remember to ask your parents before going to squackle.com.